The Direction Daily S&P 500 Bull and Bear 3X Shares ETFs. Trade under the ticker SPXL for the 3X Bull and XPSS for the 3X Bear. These leveraged ETFs seek a return that is 300% of the performance of the S&P 500 index for a single day. The S&P 500 index holdings include names such as Microsoft, Apple, Amazon, and Facebook, with index sector weightings including information technology, healthcare, financials, and consumer discretionary. These are highly leveraged ETFs with daily resetting designed for short-term trading, not long-term investing. To magnify your short-term perspective, whether you're a bull or a bear on S&P 500, you choose the direction. For up-to-date pricing and performance, go to direction.com. Index holdings are subject to change. Investing in the funds involves significant risk and should only be utilized by investors who understand the impact of leverage and actively monitor their portfolio. They are not designed to track the underlying index for more than a day before investing. Carefully consider a fund's investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses contained in the prospectus available at Direction.com. Read carefully. Distributor Foresight Fund Services. Investing in biotech stocks reminds me of that scene in Raiders of the Lost Ark where they encounter secretly hidden treasures in a snake-infested pit. Now, on one hand, everybody's about to get rich. On the other hand, just one venomous snake bite might cost you your leg or your arm or worse yet, your life. And now you know why so many biotech investors do not like Raiders of the Lost Ark. So coming up on today's program, we've got a biotech ETF duel between BlackRock and State Street Global. It's going to be good. Stick around. Welcome to TTF Battles. I'm Ron DeLegge. If you're here for the first time, be sure to hit that subscribe button. And if you've been enjoying this show, give us a like. Also, we'd love to read your comments. If you've got an ETF battle that you'd like to see, give us your ticker symbols again in the comments section below, or you can find us on Twitter at ETF Guide. So today's battle is between ticker symbols IBB and XBI. This is between BlackRock and State Street Global. Now, this battle was requested by a viewer by the name of Narayana Sunil. So thank you, Sunil, because uh, we've chosen your ETF matchup. And because of that, you win an ETF battle shirt or a coffee mug. Your choice. So again, congratulations. And please follow the instructions in the comments section below to claim your prize. Judging today's contest is Eric Balchunas with Bloomberg and Jessica Ferringer with ETF.com. Great to see you again. Welcome back, judges. Hey, Ron. Hey, Eric. Hey, great to be here, Ron. Uh, by the way, we've got uh, links in the description section below this video to each of our judges. Be sure to check out their excellent research. So we've got our four, four battle categories, cost, exposure, strategy, performance, and then the mystery battle category. That mystery category allows you to pick whatever factor that could be a single factor or maybe multiple factors that uh, will support your analysis. Now, our judges will pick their favorite ETF in each category, and then they can also opt for a split decision. It's their choice or nominate a wild card. And then at the end of the show, we will declare an overall battle winner. So let's get started with the first category, which is cost. Jessica, get us started. So XBI is 10 basis points cheaper than IBB. It's 35 basis points to 45 basis points. To me, it's just pretty cut and dry. They're both big funds, highly liquid. XBI wins the cost category for me. That's a strong start. Thank you, Jessica. Eric, how do you see it? Yeah, I mean, there's really nothing to add to that. Um, I, I'm, Ron, I've got nothing. Jessica said it all. 
<laughs> okay, she stole your thunder. Well, which, the, which the, is- yeah, it was just so. It's just so. I mean, those are really the the, the two things that that you want to look at, and uh, there really is even no. There's no caveats here. Okay, so that takes us next to exposure strategy. So, Eric, you're still up. Give us your analysis. Yeah, this is where it gets interesting because uh, if you look at these two ETFs, even though they're both called biotech, they have they only have thirty percent overlap. So seventy percent of them is different. That said, they own many of the same stocks. It's just a matter of uh, the iShares one is market cap weighted and XBI is equal weighted. So uh, for example, uh, Moderna is 6.9% in IBB and only 0.5% in the S&P XBI. That's That's the main difference here. And so really weighting is important. And I, I would go with XBI in this case. I'll tell you why. Because it's when you equal weight stocks in a sector like biotech, it's not even a sector, in industry, especially one that's very innovative. And there's a lot of companies that are small that, that are onto something big and they get bought. So the M&A pop, you're only going to feel with an equal weighted ETF because that, that ETF is going to give you a little more weighting on the small guys. And that's where the M&A happens. So you do get more volatility, but you get more of that M&A pop. And I think when you think about a sector or, you know, we think about biotech, you want to participate in that. IBB, I think, would be good if you're like maybe a little more conservative and you just don't want the volatility because XBI will be more volatile. But given this is not my, would not be somebody's core, I like volatility out here, um, you know, as an add-on. So I go XBI simply because of the equal weighting aspect, but they own many of the same names. Thank you, Eric. We shift next to Jessica. Give us your analysis. Who wins the battle when it comes to exposure strategy? Yeah. So as Eric pointed out, the the weighting of the positions, it, it's the main difference between these two. Um, for IBB, over half of the portfolio is within the top 10 holdings. And then for XBI, it's only about 12%. Um, I just really love that diversification aspect. So XBI is my winner here too. Thank you, Jessica. I got you down for XBI. Next up is performance. So, Jessica, give us your analysis. Yes, I really think it's interesting how different the performance has been for these ETFs so far this year. Um, IBB is just slightly positive for the year. It was up around half a percent. And then XBI is down about 19 percent. So to me, what this signals is that, uh, you know, biotech as a whole is really not doing that great this year since it's the equal weighted ETF that's performing pretty significantly worse. Um IBB's larger weighting to companies like Moderna and BioNTech has really been beneficial to its performance this year. You have Moderna up 164% this year and BioNTech's up uh, 250%. So it's the performance of those larger companies that's really getting diluted with the equal weighting of XBI and uh, helping to prop up IBB. So which is your pick for performance? IBB is my winner here. All right. Thank you, Jessica. Eric, you're up next. How do you see it when it comes to performance? Um, I probably go, well, I mean, everything is, uh, that Jessica said is accurate and IBB is having a good year. Um, that said, if you go back to the history of these funds, looks like, uh, 2006 is when you can get this beginning of the comparison. And I mean, XBI is outperforming by 147 percentage points. If you annualize that, it looks like it's about 1.5% a year. And so I think this speaks to the... A power of M&A. So I think long-term XBI wins for me. 
I think when you think about something like biotech, um, you, you, I, I wouldn't try to trade biotech. To be I mean, I would, I would go in long term with a 5, 10, 20 year horizon to really experience the, the gains here. Um, so I would go XBI. I would look at IBB as a, uh, you know, having a good year because the, one of its top stocks did well. But I, I think XBI probably deserves it because it's one in the long term. Thank you, Eric. We next shift to the mystery battle category where our judges can pick that single factor or multiple factors to make their arguments. They can also take a pass or protest. It's completely up to them. Eric, what is your mystery battle category and who wins it? My mystery battle category is um, aging baby boomers. Um, And boomers want to live forever. That's they, the first time we've ever had this as a mystery category choice, by the uh, way. Listen, Ron, I'm, yeah, exactly. I'm not I'm, – I, I try to keep it interesting on here, Ron. Um, boomers want to live forever, and they have all the money. So that's just the general bullish for biotech, right? But the stocks that IBB has at the top, I think, are a little more on the straight and narrow. I think, you know, it, uh, honestly – if you are into the vaccine play, there's better plays, but a Moderna would get would obviously benefit you more in IBB. But XBI is going to cover some stuff that's just out there, but just you know stuff that's going to make boomers happy and and help them live forever and and uh, get rid of uh, you know things they don't like. I just think that the level of money that boomers are prepared to spend, I think XBI will feel that more uh, because some of those smaller stocks are going to be where the next big discovery is. And that's where a lot of the experimentation is happening and I get more exposure down there. So I'm going to go with aging, rich boomers who want to live forever. That's great analysis. Thank you very much, Eric. Aging baby boomers with money. So that's a a good good category uh, choice for mystery. First time we've ever had that too. So thank you very much again. So Jessica, we're going to shift to you now. What is your mystery battle category and who wins it? Yeah, so my mystery category for this battle is, uh, you know, relevance to the current moment. And I'm going to use a wild card here. So my wild card is GERM, the ETF MG Treatments Testing and Advancements ETF. Um, you know, this one takes a more focused look at the biotech space. It's specifically look at, looking at companies that are engaged in testing and treatments of infectious diseases. Now, this ETF is doing so much better than XBI and IBB this year. Um, it's up over 17%. You know, some of the largest names in that portfolio are the same as those that are driving performance for IBB. So you have BioNTech, Moderna, um, Novavax is up. These are all companies that are working on treatments for COVID. And even though we do have effective vaccines out there, I do think there's still room for companies to keep working to help keep people safe and healthy. Um, I think we're just going to continue to see good performance for that space. So I really like this ETF's targeted focus. And, uh, you know, performance this year has certainly been supportive of those names specifically. Very good. So I got you down for uh, Germ as your wild card. Thank you very much, uh, Jessica. And now we shift to the part of the program where I just get to give us their overall battle winner. So, Jessica, give it to us. Overall, I'd have to say that I like XBI here the most. Um, 
you know, there is potential for it to be a bit of a rocky ride since it does have that tilt towards small cap names. Uh, you know, but as Eric pointed out a little bit earlier, it has paid off over the long term. Um, it's outperforming. The cumulative return is like 628% to 490% for IBB, um, you know, since XBI's inception. So I do like that the allocation is more spread out. It's not concentrated in the biggest names. And it's really just more representative of the biotech space as a whole, in my opinion. Very good. I got you down for XBI. Eric, your final chance to weigh in with your battle winner. Um, XBI, I think uh, I pretty much gave it the nod in almost every of those categories. Um, I've always liked the CTF, um, and I've always used it as my model, my poster child for why thematic ETFs, especially ones that are equal weighted, have that extra uh, nice touch about M&A pop. Um, because you, unless you have inside information, you can never get ahead of M&A. And when a company announces an acquisition, it, the, the company being acquired can go up like 70 80% in a day or something. I mean, it's crazy. And so we know there'll be M&A. You know, there will be M&A in biotech. It's just the way it is. So um, I, that's my main reason for doing it. IBB is a fine product, but I think XBI for that reason is better. And again, I think you want volatility when you're going into something like, you know, biotech. I don't think this is something where safety is as big of a concern because it's not for the core of a portfolio. But I love Germ, by the way. Germ is a great play and we've um, it's an inspired choice. If, if, if the if virus and vaccine, if you have a real, uh, you know, uh, feeling about that and you're bullish and you think this COVID is just the first of a whole era of, uh, you know, things that are going to like, we're all going to freak out about, that's probably arguably a better play than both of these. I think these just are a little broader. I mean, they're going to cover, again, stuff that helps boomers live forever. Well, thank you, judges, for weighing in. And according to my battle scorecard, we've got XBI as the battle winner. Our judges agreeing pretty much on all categories with the exception of uh, performance. And then, of course, uh, Jessica nominating her wild card, Germ, as a preferred choice. Some really great points made by both judges. I mean, some key takeaways. XBI, of course, is equally weighted. And um, it's going to have that tilt towards those smaller companies, which may benefit the fund in the case of more merger and acquisition activity as those smaller companies get acquired. You would assume that would boost the value of those companies, which should, in theory, boost the value of the ETF. So that's just something to keep in mind. IBB, of course, being more um, being more market cap weighted and more heavily tilted to those uh, large cap companies and uh, within the biotech space. So thank you again for pointing out those differences and, and really, at the end of the day, um, giving us insight into this sector that isn't very different, in, in my view, than a Raiders of the Lost Ark discovery of treasures in a snake pit. So well done to Eric and Jessica. Thanks again for solid work. Yeah, thanks for having me on, Ron. Thanks, Ron. It was a pleasure. So be sure to hit the description section below of this video. We've got links to our judges. Also, we've got some resources, free ETF guides, as well as online classes, eBooks, and so forth. So which ETF battle would you like to see in our next episode? Post your thoughts on our YouTube comment section or find us on Twitter at ETF Guide. Thanks for watching. I'm Rhonda Leggy. We'll see you next time.
The Direction Daily S&P 500 Bull and Bear 3X Shares ETFs. Trade under the ticker SPXL for the 3X Bull and XPSS for the 3X Bear. These leveraged ETFs seek a return that is 300% of the performance of the S&P 500 index for a single day. The S&P 500 index holdings include names such as Microsoft, Apple, Amazon, and Facebook, with index sector weightings including information technology, healthcare, financials, and consumer discretionary. These are highly leveraged ETFs with daily resetting designed for short-term trading, not long-term investing. To magnify your short-term perspective, whether you're a bull or a bear on S&P 500, you choose the direction. For up-to-date pricing and performance, go to direction.com. Index holdings are subject to change. Investing in the funds involves significant risk and should only be utilized by investors who understand the impact of leverage and actively monitor their portfolio. They are not designed to track the underlying index for more than a day before investing. Carefully consider a fund's investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses contained in the prospectus available at Direction.com. Read carefully. Distributor Foresight Fund Services.